You're listening to What the Dev, the weekly podcast of SD Times. And now, here's Jenna Sargent, news editor of SD Times. In this week's episode, I'm speaking with Dr. Christina Hupe, Senior Education Program Manager at GitLab, about how DevOps is usually missing from computer science curriculums at universities. Now, here's Dr. Hupe. Uh, thanks, Jenna, for, for having me today. Uh, my name is Christina Hupe, and I am a Senior Education Program Manager at GitLab. And I uh, work for the community relations team, and our, our role really is to engage with our GitLab users and, and help them be successful and, and contribute to, to GitLab. And in the role um, that I'm on specifically, I help universities uh, and all kinds of educational institutions um, adopt DevOps and specifically help them on their journey uh, to working with, with GitLab. And prior to joining GitLab, I was a professor myself for over a, over a decade. I have a PhD in, in geography and I specialized in uh, geographic information systems um, and taught some, some coding, coding myself. And then I got really interested in, in open source and started doing some consulting and and worked at a startup and then ended up um, joining full-time in tech. Great. It's it's nice to have you on today. So I want to talk about like the gap between the skills expected of developers in actual work, workforce versus like what they actually learn in colleges and universities while they're getting their computer science degree or some related technology degree. So I know that one thing that's often missing, um, and I know GitLab recently did a survey on this, um, is education of DevOps methodologies and tools. Can you talk a little bit about like what uh, what in that area is like kind of missing from the traditional curriculum at most like universities when it comes to DevOps? Sure. Yeah, that's a that's a great question. So I would say that most college graduates who are studying computer science and learning coding come out of their degree program with a very solid grasp of the fundamentals fundamentals of coding, and usually with a specific language or two. Um, and they learn how to, to build code and, and run code and compile it and, and do some testing. And then from there, it really, really varies. Uh, generally, what we're generally speaking, we find that the DevOps process itself, um, and when we're looking at the DevOps stages, are not being taught. Um, and and that's, that includes all the way from the beginning of the planning stage, all the way through security and monitoring. That approach and that, uh, that culture is not being taught specifically at, at universities. And we're also finding that a lot of the coding is taught in a, in an, to an individual and that individual is working on their code and submitting the code as a singular uh, document, you know, a text file or whatever it may be, um, as an artifact of, of what they're learning. Um, whereas if we look at the DevOps lifecycle and the DevOps culture and the way that companies are working today, there's a lot of collaboration. Coding is happening on teams. It's happening in an iterative process and it's happening across the DevOps lifecycle. So I would say that cultural difference is uh, one of the, one of the biggest things that's missing from the way that students are learning to code today in, in most universities. 
Do you have any idea why that is? Like, do you think it's kind of a result of like faculty maybe thinking like, we'll just teach them the basics, like the technical stuff they need to know. And then when they get out in the workforce, like the company can kind of teach them their methods of working or is there something else at play? I think that's definitely a, a piece of it. Uh, I think higher academia in general has be been very focused on teaching a particular set of, of foundational uh, concepts and then creating an artifact. So if you think of, you know, when you're typical college students, you think of them writing reports or a paper or working on, you know, working on a project and you're working towards this end that's an artifact. And most universities and you know, departments and, and disciplines are building their assessment on that artifact. So the artifact is showing um, what, the, what the end goal is. And so the DevOps cultural shift is really turns that whole idea of the result of coding as a single thing on its, you know, turns it completely around. And so part of it is just that, that shift in the mindset of how we're teaching is that we really should be teaching the process of coding and the culture of coding and the fact that your code doesn't stop once it's deployed it's, it's, it's iterating over time. So I think that's one thing. Um, and then I would add to it that initially when, when DevOps came out, uh, you know, it was really a comp, it was made of a complex tool chain. So there were many different tools along the stages and they were linked together, um, with, with a, a very complex chain. And that's just not something that an individual faculty member would be able to, to, to pick up. So just think of how difficult it is for a company to say learn purchase obtain and integrate 10 different devops tools so i will say initially that just the way that it evolved from the beginning was a barrier in and of itself uh, and of course, as platforms are maturing and we have the entire DevOps lifecycle in one, 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 one platform, it's much easier for faculty to pick that up and learn it. And then the, the barrier to entry for the students um, is much lower. So instead of focusing on what thing do I log into and where do I check my notifications and now how do I move to this other tool, it's all in one place. So I think the evolution of DevOps itself is getting to a point where um, it's so much easier. And I think that's why we're at a really exciting point in time. Do you have any ideas as to how to get university faculty to start teaching these things and incorporating DevOps into their curriculum? Yeah, sure. So that that's a that's a great question. So the first thing that that we we set out to do was really learn from our community in terms of what's 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 been successful. Um, and so that was our, our GitLab for Education survey that we sent out, and we had over eight hundred respondents answer the survey. And we found that um, forty percent of the students that answered shared that DevOps is really critical for workforce readiness. And for faculty, the ability to teach those operational competencies and to teach with an end-to-end -end tool was also one of the biggest benefits of teaching um, DevOps and, and with GitLab. And so I think that the next step is to take those success stories and really get them out there. And, and part of it is podcasting and, and writing and getting out um, articles and presentations to help increase that baseline awareness. Because what we found is that the early adopters are incredibly successful. They are completely revolutionizing how coding is 
is being taught, how they're managing their classroom, how they're how students are collaborating together, um, and how they're how they're even doing scientific research. Um, and, and the the pedagogy is actually changing with the DevOps culture. So I think the more that we can get that story out there, um, that's really going to encourage faculty to to um, to consider bringing DevOps into the, into the classroom. We did also ask specifically what kinds of things that faculty need to be able to start. Um, and so um, best practices, you know, lecture content, uh, the overviews of, of how to, to approach it uh, is really are other materials that, that will help. For those that are like just coming into the development field, do you have any advice on ways that they can fill in the gaps of their knowledge if they're not learning this in um, school? That is, that's an excellent question. So one of the things that we're really um, excited about at GitLab is the fact that we are an open um, core platform and we have a really extensive open source community of contributors that contribute to GitLab. And so open source projects, not only GitLab, but any, there's literally hundreds of open source projects out there written in different languages and that do different things. And if you're a student right now and, and you feel like there's a skill that you want to learn or you're looking for a mentor um, but and you want to learn kind of on your own time, open source projects are a great way to do that um, because generally they have really good documentation on how to contribute. They also have a community that uh, that of people who are already excited about what they're doing, and because it's a, a open source community that that really wants contributions, right? They're going to um, a lot of times have mentoring already set up in the framework of how to contribute. So I would say that's one of the the best places to start is join a hackathon, contribute to an open source project, meet with the community. Um, for example. GitLab, we have meetups all the time where you can hop in a call and meet with professionals um, and there's really you know, no barrier to entry. And so I think that these communities are a great place for um, young developers to, to get started. Awesome. Um, I know you briefly talked about um, GitLab for campuses earlier, but can you talk a little bit more about that and like the role that plays in all of this? Yeah, sure. So at GitLab, we have a couple different offerings for educational institutions. So one is our GitLab for Education program, and that is the, the program that I am um, the manager for. And we provide free licenses of our top tier um, of our top tier platform for the purposes of teaching, learning, and research to qualifying institutions um, for free, like I said, with unlimited seats. So if there is a, you know, a computer science department out there, university who's interested in DevOps and wants to get started, they can apply to our program and get free licenses. And so in our program, um, throughout the history of the program, we've issued over 2 million seats to over um, a thousand different institutions in um, over 80 countries. So we've, we've seen a lot of really organic growth. And as we continue to build, we're excited to bring, um, bring this technology to more and more uh, universities and institutions. And then the second part that you mentioned, which is the GitLab for campuses, 
a lot of institutions are interested in using it not only for teaching, learning, and research for their student population, but they want to use it to, to manage the infrastructure and administer the university itself. So maybe they want to use GitLab to deploy software to their labs, or they want to use it to run their own information technology department. If they want to use it to run the university, that's not part of the free program. So what we've done over the last year is we've worked really hard to, to, to launch this innovative offering, which allows a campus to both uh, use it for administrative purposes and then teaching, learning, and research all in one instance. And it's uh, one price, very uh, steeply discounted, and it's not based on the number of seats. So it's very easy to grow adoption uh, across campus, and we're really, really excited um, to, to provide this opportunity to campuses. Wonderful. Well, I don't want to keep you for too much longer, but before you go, is there like something about like the educational landscape and like the way it's changing that really has you excited right now? Yes, I would say that there's really two things. One is, is that GitLab and DevOps is transforming the way that scientific research is being conducted. So what we're seeing from our program members is that they're using source control management uh, continuous integration, continuous deployment to increase how they're collaborating during the research process and actually speed up the research cycle. So we're seeing the time from when the data is collected to the time the publication comes out. That, that cycle is being sped up, just like you would see with, with the software development cycle being sped up. It's happening with scientific research. Um, and we're also seeing the increased repeatability of results. So scientists are using um, containerization and CICD to, to standardize the way their analysis is being done. And they're storing the data and the containers in public repositories so that scientists at other universities can come and grab the data, grab the container, grab the, the analysis, and, and run it themselves and compare or use, use the container on their own data. Um, and also by storing the data and, and scientific models in central repositories, uh, researchers can, can conduct reproducible tests and provide feedback and uh, collaborate in ways that um, is not possible with a single DevOps platform. And then I would say the other thing that's really, really exciting is we're seeing a lot of universities take our the, the GitLab's open DevOps core and build customized tools on top of it because it is open. And they're using CI, CD to actually run their classroom. So they're using it to grade code. They're using it to help students uh, collaborate and provide feedback with merge requests and get technology. And so they're taking DevOps and actually using it in the classroom to set up and run the classroom. And we're seeing great benefits in the way that students are learning. So it's not just a benefit to the faculty, but it's a benefit to the way that students are learning. Um, and, and as I mentioned, 40% of students shared that DevOps is critical for workforce readiness. So that's a trend that we're really excited to see continue. Mm -hmm. Great. Well, thank you so much for, for taking the time to talk to me today. I appreciate it. It was great to meet you. Thanks for having me. Until next time, I've been Jenna Sargent, and you've been listening to What the Dev.